the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat in the house. Some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. The only problem is a box of chocolates suck. The ones with the cherries? What the hell is that orange gooey stuff? Who likes boxes of chocolates? I think it's a pathetic excuse for candy confectionaries to get rid of things that they don't want. They all put it all in one big box of chocolate and make it a heart and a big old ribbon. Willy Wonka would not, not put cherries inside of a piece of chocolate. And you're saying, Wonka? I think all boxes of chocolate should be stopped, cease making in production, shut down, and destroyed. It's disgusting. If I'm president of the United States... Anyone who spams emails will be executed on Sunday morning before church. So I'm an American. And box of chocolate. Box of chocolates will cease to exist. Tony Mendez, is life truly like a box of chocolates? Yeah. In, in a way, yeah. You you get to experience new and flavorful things everywhere you go. Oh, you're killing me. You're, you're perpetuating a meth. <laughs> life is not like a box of chocolate. Box of chocolates suck. I do, I do gotta say, when you get the home run, when you get like the Snickers on, you're like, it's all that in a bucket of chicken. You know what I don't get? Have you ever been into a C's candy? Oh, yeah. What's up with the, the humiliating women making them wear like Handmaid's Tales kind of clothes? Like they're dressed like 15th century Puritan English, like, um, or maybe the image caravans. of cleanliness or no, no. care. No, maybe we no. put care into our candy. It's all about shaming women. It's like these are 1950s frocks. I don't get it. Anyhow, and anyway, um, so I'm, I'm banning these candies until they change their, their policies. <laughs> I know you're saying you and your bands. Um, speaking of bands, mortgage industry had a big, big, big drop in 30 year mortgage rates. And then that kind of went away. It, it seemed to last like about two, three weeks. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to refinance one more time. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, they kind of crept back up. Yeah, it was a quick, quick little, um, you know, phase that they go through. And, and But it did set new levels. I mean, we're not near what we were, uh, you know, six months ago. Um, so we're about a half a point lower than, I guess, the average of what we saw last year. So I, th- I still think it's a great opportunity for people to review their, their you know, 
their current mortgage, whether it's a refinance or somebody who bought last year or two years ago might have you know, tried to do a lower cost loan, got a rate near five, and now the rates are near four. So, um, you know, it, it comes and goes like that. And, and yeah, it can happen very quickly. That's something that, that if you were sitting back and maybe you were on vacation. Hey, did you right? like my loan? Did you like my loan? Did I, well, you come back and then it's over. It's, mm. you know, but that's what happens. I'm with you. You don't have to sell me on that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Has there been any big kind of shift change? Like Wall Street's gone through this thing with IPOs right now, and um, it's kind of interesting because they say that like millennials will buy shares of Netflix and Uber and Lyft. They'll buy things that they kind of know, that they kind of see out there and they kind of use. Um, I didn't necessarily see that. At one point in time, it was a stock picker's market. At a point in time before that, it was like all tech stocks. At one point in time before that, it's big dividend achievers. There's little trends. Are there any trends happening in real estate and mortgages right now? You see people well, there's queued all, up there's for always some sort of people queued up for our get out of the state, come into the state. Yeah, there's always some sort of trend that's happening. Um, you know, right now, of course, in California, a lot of people are looking at the, you know, the kind of green homes. You know, we yeah. we have a uh, there's a, a law that's trying to get passed where every home in California that's new will have solar. Um, you know, and and this is a feature now that you can finance into your house or you can just do a, a lease, but. I go back and I look at the things that I wish I put in in my house when I built it, and I wish I put more. And I think people are starting to. That's just, funny because they talked to a car dealer guy, and he goes, "You don't really use the extras, so just get the basic model. You actually use them less." Like I got like a cover well, for my you truck. See, as a seasoned owner now, I, yeah. I now realize that I could be picky. But in a car, sometimes that package you might get something you don't want, like, like the tow package, for, like a sunroof. for four thousand I mean, dollars, and you use the tow once. Yeah, two thousand dollars sunroof that you might open twice. Yeah. You know, and and I don't like sunroofs. And you know what I hate even more? Moonroofs. Moonroofs. Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. gonna open, open all the way, right? Right. <laughs> they call those convertibles. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, you know, millennials are looking for convenience. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things we saw out of 2018, it was a record high for multifamily lending. Um, so you have a lot of construction companies and builders looking at focusing on smaller units, rental units and things like that. And, and, and we also saw a lot of building in inner cities where it's which millennials really like the convenience of no car, right. um, commuting yes. and all of the amenities around. It. And that's really they where like the, the, the big city smell of urine in the streets. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but that's that, you know, places you go, you can look at any, almost any city in the United States that is their urban areas are changing in that way. Uh, we see it quite prominently in places like Oakland where we've seen a resurgence in the inner city and it's gotten really nice. In fact, Oakland's, Okay, 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 stop, stop, stop selling Oakland. So, are, to, are you on the take with Oakland? No, I'm not, but I have to drive through Oakland every day. So, oh. you know, none of us believe it's getting nice there. We, we think it's a war zone. We think that Kurt Russell's going to do a movie called Escape from Oakland. Okay, well, take, take the, the whole concept of like Santana Row. Yes. You, you have the, you know, the shops and then up above you have the condos. Oh, We're seeing a lot more of, of that as a trend. Uh, but that's not a new trend. Um, mm-hmm. I can't explain what the new trend is, if there's a new trend kinda until like, it's over. It's kind of like the Beijing trend of put stores on the bottom and, and apartments on the top. And then you have people yeah. who you know, take the elevator down and, and the, grab food and head back up. And from the lending side of that, it, the, the products are there and the rates are there. Uh, almost every commercial uh, lender that we're working with is pushing, pushing these types of products and mixed use type of products. So it's, it's there for the investor. So are you saying that the trend is, are you putting people in smaller square footage 
as a lender? Are you putting people in bigger square footage? Are you putting people out from the city in the city? What are some of the trends? Well, as first-time home buyers, you're seeing a lot of people make the sacrifices by going smaller. Yes, we're okay. seeing a lot of conversions to you know condos. Uh, I'm sorry, apartments to condos. Sure. We're seeing a lot of rebuilds into multi-units. We're seeing accessory units. Um, the other trend on the side of the owner, we're seeing a lot of renovations. We get more and more calls about people who are looking to renovate and and remodel into uh, larger units because they can't. Number one, there's not a lot of choices in this, you know, to move. Number two, they don't want to move their tax basis. Uh, and, and, you know, the schools, they don't want to move their kids, so they're rebuilding. So we're seeing a lot of, and I'm sure you can look right down the street of your, from your house and you can see every other house has been rebuilt. And that's another trend that is continuing to grow in the Bay Area because there's just no, no single family homes being built. It's all the, the small convenience right now that's being built. So, quick story on sunroofs. <laughs> I had a Dodge Colt at one point in my life. Go look it up. It's an awesome car. It literally has four parts to it. Four parts. But I had a sunroof. And at one point in time, I'm going down 66, and I touched the sunroof. It wasn't electric. It was mechanical sunroof. So it kind of popped pop. right off. Oh, it shot straight up in the air. Yeah. I'm going 65, 75 miles an hour. It shoots up a big sheet of glass, 10, 15, 20 feet in the air. And I look up, and it is beautiful. I'm like, hey, wow, there's no clouds in the sky. I'm like, oh, no. If that hits a car behind me, they're dead. They're going to be beheaded. I'm like, this is going to be good. And it's coming in slow motion, like, watching it. And it hits in front of a car, probably five feet. I don't know. I can't guesstimate those. It disintegrates. Disintegrating. Yeah. And I was like, wow, now I need a new sunroof. <laughs> moon, moon roof. Moon roof. Oh, the humiliation of owning a moon roof. I'm so sorry I told that story. I apologize to my father. He's long dead. He's rolling around in his grave. My mother, who's still alive, she'll be rolling around in her grave sooner than later, and she'll be embarrassed of me. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. We'll talk about some mortgage scenarios. We'll talk about where people are buying, why people are buying, and is it easy to get $600,000 in a HELOC? Can you blow it on gambling, or do you really have to do home repairs? I'm Rob Black. Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, so I'm a little bit cynical. It's Rob Black. Hey ho, everyone. I've got some good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Um, I try to be as honest with you as I can be. I had a massive infection that looked like it was going to kill me this year. It's the first time that I could say that I had a massive infection. looks like it's going to kill me. Getting old is fun, right? So here's your value-added segment. There's a guy in my hometown who donates one for... I'll sell your house for $1. And it's a charity thing, and people lose their mind at the charity thing. They're like, they bid all this money because Bob's such a great guy. He's going to sell my house for a dollar. And it raises serious money for the school system. Because selling your house, there's a big fat commission, right? And there's a big seller's commission, buyer's coming Like, it's like a big chunk of money. So Bob's like this hero. He's like, he's, he's our hero. He, he loves our schools. And here's the problem with it. Bob gets a lot of money from that. And what the school doesn't know, he should pay five times. Because he's getting referrals 10, 20 down the road. Because everyone thinks he's a hero for donating this $1 transaction. And all the money goes to the kids. He's my hero. 
that, that that's a slanted deal, ladies and gentlemen. He's walking away. He's whistling past the graveyard all the way to the bank. And I, I, I don't mind. It, it, it is what it is. But he has an unfair advantage because it's the perception that he's a good guy. What do you think about that story, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLandSource.com? And I won't say is the guy's last name, but it might rhyme with Breedell. Well, well, have an opinion. Come strong <laughs> in the microphone. Um, this is Sports real- Center. Realtors are known to find ways to almost any way to get attention and yeah. to get business. It could be they're very social people. Um, you know, they could just play golf all day and just meet people on the golf course, or they could put ads in the paper, or they could do something that's very public, like a you know charity auction or charity sure. sale. In this case, it'd probably be like he would sell the house for a certain amount, and anything over it would go towards the school kind of thing, and it charge a dollar. Um, and um, you know, even my brother, who for example, who's a realtor, he do you he, know how tough it is to he, sell a house in my neighborhood. You put up a for sale sign and forty five people show yeah. up the next day. But anyway, go ahead. He he would do. Everyone things wants to hear about your brother. Like take. He would take any listing uh, um, from another agent yeah. and and would go there for free, but he was he would be allowed to take all of the the people who showed up. He'd hand him their card, right? And so he would earn business that way. All right, so, so, he'd do so the, the listing the actual it. listing agent would lose that ability to con- connect with all of these people. So um, whatever, it, it, I'm not saying that it's illegal, but yeah. it's it's definitely something that it's not perceived the correct way. Yes, he is making some very good connections. By doing this. Yeah. It's not illegal. It's not illegal, but again, I I want people to know his intentions and not not as altruistic as you imagine. Absolutely. What do you think about when you, when you're at the grocery store and you see either a mortgage lender's face on On a a shopping cart? Yeah. Or the, yeah. Or do you see like a realtor? So, you know, if, if you go back in time and and you look at these realtors when they started out, this is how they were taught. They were taught about put put your face out there, brand, knock on doors, brand, 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 brand. The more people see your face, I mean, that's why they put their face and their name on the on the for sale sign. It's it's all about branding. It's all about hey, who who do we know that can sell a house? Oh well, my neighbor's down there. Just look at the sign right there. You know, it's like you know, a business we should start real estate for ugly people. <laughs> Because all these realtors who put their face on like uh, shopping carts, they tend to be pretty, pretty good looking people and putting on like their mother's blouse. I know you're saying their mother's blouse, (laughs) like it's like an old person's silky blouse. You remember what was the century 21 that had the jackets? You have to have the old jackets. Yeah, that's funny. But um, yeah, we need to start like put like a really ugly person on the shopping cart to the point when people like go to the store, they're like, whoa, that person's got a big eye and a little eye. And like, you know, it's your first (laughs) thought. Like you can't reconcile the size of the eyes. I think it would do well because we want an honest real estate agent. Yeah, they're not distracted by other things, you know, because you of don't want ugliness. to be too pretty, right? Yeah, yeah. ugliness is great. It makes you work hard. Makes you. So you're saying ugly people are honest or more honest? Yeah. Okay. That's my, my bumper sticker. <laughs> Let me just say this. Look how honest I am. Just check me out. <laughs> Let me just say this. My um, my producer's. He's pretty honest, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> is, that like, is that like saying, you have, you have, hey, I met this girl last night. You'd really like her. She has really pretty eyes. Oh, <laughs> the girl I met last night, she was on top of the ugly tree. And when she when she fell down, she hit every single branch. <laughs> and the tree fell on her. And she lost her leg. Oh, but she had one big eye and one little eye. <laughs> and there's pus coming out of one of them. I don't know which one because I couldn't quite figure out. The focus was all bad. <laughs> Another one was all big and red and knobby. So I can send referrals to um, my clients and say, uh, yeah, this is a great realtor. They're, they're uh, ugly. They're the <laughs> ugliest real estate agent you ever worked with. <laughs> they, the they, job they, done. They drive jalopies. 
They don't even drive cars. They drive to the loppies. It's, it's like it says like the baloney mobile. And you're like, you're taking me to see a house in a baloney mobile. <laughs> I, I would pay for that realtor. Uh, Anyhow, am I cynical? But about again, it's all about, about, yeah, whatever angle it takes. But this is the way that the Bob's they were a great t- guy. He helps business. little kids go to school. She's awesome because she wears a, a silky blouse. I hate the marketing. But speaking of that, how about on your end? Um, I'm sure reps come in and say, we got this new product that's great for uh, ugly people. We got this great new product that's great for rich people with one wife. Or we got this great product for divorcees. Is there is there like a product push, a sales Absolutely, pitch? yeah. Uh, it's not like it used to be back in, you know, leading up to the mortgage meltdown we had where uh, we would have reps come in and, you know, there'd be a stack of files over here that are, you know, you couldn't do you know, the regular lenders and they go through it and they go, I can do this. I can't do that. I can do this. I can do this. I can't do that. It's not like that anymore, but they do come in and, and, and promote any new product, but it's always about, um, there's so many and so many different variations and credit score scenarios and LTVs and cash outs. Is it investment? Is it a four unit building? You know, things like that, that you really need to be continue being pushed so that it's, it's all about awareness. And because of the kind of marketing I do, we, we talk about this all the time on our show. We do the, 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 the newsletters and, and work with our realtors so that it's always out front. Um, that's why I believe brokers are taking more and more of the business as opposed to big banks because they're stuck with this cookie cutter uh, type of loans uh, where brokers work with wholesale lenders that you'll never even hear of until you get your loan done because they have the products that are out there. So there has been a big resurgence of the the type of products hitting the market. We've always said that products drive the market. And when you run out of the the, the standard type of products in the the clientele, they start opening their doors. And that's where we are seeing the, the, uh, you asked about trends earlier. This is a trend in the mortgage industry and the real estate business business with the, the type of products that are coming out. You can get, you know, I'll be honest with you. You lost me. Can you repeat that again? No, <laughs> <laughs> not, not when I get a response like that. Is there a lot of product out there? I thought there was going to be a simpler answer. Like, yeah, there, yes. Can it, like, for instance, if an alligator in a pink tutu came up to you and said, Tony, I need to get a mortgage. Is there mortgages specifically designed for alligators with tutus and alligators without tutus? I kind of get the feeling that there is, that there's hundreds of products out there that most people don't even know about. There are. Yeah, it's, that's pretty much what it's all about now. Do you I think still you have use that product here. called Loan Sifter? Um, Loan Sifter, no, I don't. we got less than a minute. I don't. Okay. Uh, a lot of lenders do, but it's kind it, of a cool product, right? It, 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 what it does is it for a broker, yeah. if you use 10 different lenders, it will be, all your banks will be all on one sheet, and I'll tell you which lender has the best price so you you were able to eyeball I, rebates and everything else absolutely prices yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a cool tool anyway it's tony mendez you can find him at bayarealonesource.com he does all of my mortgages he should do yours too i'm rob black Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This song's awful. I don't want to be somebody without your body. Close to me. I can't imagine some sort of hip-hop mogul sitting around and saying, Oh boy, we got a big one here. Close to me. I have opinions. It's fair. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. 
I got a lot of great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I got Tony Mendez talking about real estate. He does the real estate rapport here on Thursdays with his partner, Gordon Hines. Gordon, don't call me Ketchup Hines. Is that his nickname? No, no. Is it anticipation? It's Gordo. Gordo. That's all I'm going to say. So what you got for me today? What's your big breaking story in the world of mortgages? Well, I mean, that's that's kind of covers everything, doesn't it? Um, Does it? Well, I mean, you're asking me to tell you about real estate. Like, interest rates tend to be the story that a lot of people are talking about because of the affordability. Um, you know, half a point change in interest rate increased the, like the buying power in the United States by like one million people. It, it's it's a big big push right now for first-time home buyers. Uh, millennials are continually to grab much more of the market as far as first-time home buyers, and that's really good news. Um, we're seeing down payment kind of leveling off because products are now allowing less down payment. We're not seeing people having to put more down payment. Uh, and I believe we're going to continue seeing places like Seattle, at least on the West Coast, Seattle, Vegas, Sacramento. So we're, gonna, we're seeing a lot more inventory hitting the market. Sales are slowing down a little bit, but we're still seeing days on market not increasing that much, which means that it's a healthy market. So real estate's on a, on, I don't want to say it's on a tear, but it's still very healthy. I think t- 2019, this spring, will be a, um, I don't want to say a record breaker, but I think it'll be a refreshing um, season based on the last four or five years that we've just seen kind of nominal uh, results. One of the things I've dug about our relationship is we've been through a couple cycles where we're in a 10 year bull market and everyone's like real estate's best, my best investment ever made. Real estate's not the best investment. The real estate market kind of needs a healthy stock market. Stock market creates a healthy real estate market because it creates wealth and that kind of saturates the, the market with buyers. It tends to be. Interest rates incredibly low have also helped. So we've been in a pretty good run in real estate, 2006, 2007, 2008. Those are the best the best times to buy in the recent memory. Um, so we're due, but it just doesn't seem to be coming with that low cost of money. And the Fed, I think, is engineering a, a long bull market, but it seems to be engineering a long real estate boom as well. Yeah, low interest rates definitely give people a bit more confidence. And just like, you know, you were talking earlier about, you know, people, when they have confidence, they spend more money. When they have confidence, they go out and eat more and they have babies and they buy houses. And it's the same thing with the, with the, you know, low interest rates. It does calculate into more buying power. It does calculate into the potential of higher home prices uh, and a a better chance of getting a rate of return on that investment. Uh, It's kind of a technical way of saying that, but. I think people feel really good about real estate right now. Um, you know, in the Bay Area, it's, it's unique in the, in the sense that there's not a lot of new building going on. Um, and I'm sure you can go find it. It's, you know, a little expensive, um, as it should be, um, because there are pl- plenty of people that are looking for houses and they make good money. How often do you find people that say they just give up on this area? And they say, I'm just going to rent here, Tony, but I'm going to buy in Reno. Or I'm going to buy in Vegas. or I'm going to buy in... Um, since Saskatchewan. Not many people there, happen. but... But yeah, we, we it could happen. You can get a hockey player who, not, believe it or not, not as many people as we did in I want to say between 2015 and 17. Okay, 18 started picking up where people start feeling a little better about real estate that it's hey, it's not going to crash. I, I knew people who've sold and they regret it. Um, we had some buyers. Uh, we have some people that sold back in 2017 and rented for the next couple of years because they they feared that the market was going to go down. They tried to catch it at the top, and now they're looking to rebuy at 
you know, 20% more. It could even be higher. Sure. Um, yeah, okay, they saved some money on the rents and they pocketed a little bit of cash for down payment, but they lost on the equity on the, on the property they sold. So Ooh, we've exactly. seen some people like that. But not as, I mean, we're seeing a lot of people move to Sacramento where a lot, a lot of people are following jobs. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, I was at Redfin the other day and it, they have these little articles and says, hey, if you're moving to Houston or if you're moving to Austin or if you're moving to, you know, following Amazon here or following Amazon here or Apple here, here's how you do it. So, I mean, there's there is a, you know, a, a, a new way of looking at real estate as far as um, it's not about, you know, growing up or living where you grew up. It's about where you're going to find the best ability to buy a house and have a job at the same time. You don't have to get stuck, you know, here, here you know, I'm, I just can't afford a house. I'm going to leave, uh, or live here and, and, and rent your whole life. You can leave and go buy a house. It's, it's, you know, the median price in the United States is 300,000 right now. It's set a record. Um, and you know, $300,000, you don't have to make a ton of money to get that. And you five percent down is fifteen grand. A lot of people go fifteen grand. I get that every month, but you know the rest of the United States isn't that way. But where there's jobs moving to that are high paying yeah, jobs, don't forget the down payment's a big part of it. Maintenance repairs is a big part of it. Oh, there's there's certainly some mistakes people make by not by underestimating how much it costs to own a house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've I've been delaying some maintenance on my property. Two thousand eighteen was the year of Rob Black versus the rats. <laughs> So it, the lawn didn't get the improvements. The patio didn't get the improvements. The fence didn't get stained. The rats got all the, the attention. The rats got the attention. So I'm proud to say I, I can kill rats better than any person you know now. Um, delayed maintenance costs more and more and more the longer you delay it. You know what That's... I tend to do when I kill rats? I put their little heads on spikes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a, a Vlad the Impaler thing slash the Walking Dead. Oh, spoiler alert. Heads on spikes. Spoiler alert. In the comic book, uh, the king died. His head was on a spike, but in the TV show, he lives. I just don't think there's any justice. And I just want to stop talking about it right now. So product-driven. Um, so you're not really seeing much of a difference in a buyer. I would think that you're seeing millennials come in and their parents are giving them down payments. And it seems like that would be the cliche. Well, the- we've, we've, yeah, it's, it is kind of cliche. We've been seeing that for years. Uh, we've been seeing dual buyers uh, for many years um you kind of have to in a way unless you've already owned a home for a period of time with a large down payment that you're moving from one house to another we were seeing multiple buyers are dual buyers twice as much work for you would you prefer no. that someone just come in and no. have a big old bankroll cash nope. nope cash money cold cash money it's, it's maybe three pieces of extra paperwork we're doing it like la gangster style where i see it fail is where one person has worse credit than the other oh yeah yeah. Should they get a divorce? <laughs> no, but they still, if you need, if you're using the income from one per that person, you have to use their credit score. In fact, FHA, if you can be, you have one person can have a really high credit score and the other one can't, yeah. if you don't want to use their income, but you still have to use their debt. So you can't get away from that. FHA is, and I believe VA is the same way. Uh, we, did, we, how about my situation? Do you remember like I got married and my, my wife is a dancer? She doesn't have a job. She just dances. She like she goes to concerts and dances. She's that girl who was the hippie dancer at the Dave Matthews show. She's the hippie dancer at the Grateful Dead show. She just she just dances. She's not a human. She's a dancer. She has no credit. Did I do the right? Because I think I dodged putting her on the the home because I assumed my credit was strong and she had no credit. Um, you put that person on, or do you go off title? Well, actually, actually, one of the ways that we've seen people improve their credit scores. Hmm. Let's say we we want to improve. 
you know, the dancer's credit score, we, we add them as an authorized user to really well-established credit cards from the spouse or anybody else for that matter. And that will help their credit score go up. So you deprived her of improving her credit. You know, I learned the difference in fourth grade between deprived and depraved. And let's just say it was a talk with the principal. <laughs> let's just say. And the principal said, you are deprived. Little it, didn't, child. it didn't come across as an innocent mistake. <laughs> I think she said, you are deprived little child. The principal said, and I said, no, I think I'm depraved. <laughs> and she just started laughing. It's like the time in eighth grade when the I, I was struggling in biology and my grades were going down, down, down. And I started with like an A, then I got a B, then I got a C. And like I was heading for a D, right? And um, her name was Ms. O'Neill. She had red hair. And this was the time I was going to start sucking up to her. Because if you raised your hand, she liked it. She liked class participation. So I raised my hand. It's like, we all know where babies come from, right? I raised my hand. I know this one. I'm going to say it out loud. The class is going to say, Black knows his biology. He knows his anatomy. And I was so excited. I said, the belly button. Eighth grade, mind you. Kids fall out of chair laughing. Teacher goes in the hallway to laugh. She, everyone thinks I'm funny. And I'm like, what? 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 And to this day, I still don't know. I just kind of assume it's the belly button. Right? Yeah, if your kid, hey, does, does your belly button hurt? Where did mortgages come from? I see like JP Morgan and they, they, man, those guys, those bankers are serious. Someone was asking about, and he goes, you would be nothing without us. If we weren't originating loans and buying loans, and like when you originate a loan and buy a loan, you're starting to get some conflicts. But is that where the money comes from? Big money center banks? Fannie and Freddie, do they have a bank account somewhere where they just write checks? Yeah, something like that. No, they're, 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 they're sold on the mortgage-backed security market. And, um, but it's like jumbo loans and, and portfolio loans are held within the investors' banks. So using your... Ch- Instead of calling them jumbo loans, can we call them plus-size loans? <laughs> yeah. Big-boned Cal- loans? Yes. This is California, you know. I, I, I get that website, Big Bone Loans. That'll be my new good, website. Good, good luck with that one. <laughs> You're competing with Rocket Mortgage and Dan Gilbert and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. You're stuffing a mortgage down your throat. Every minute of every sporting event out there, even though you don't need a mortgage, every minute of every sporting event, right? Not every minute. You can find Tony Mendez at com. It's com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I've got a lot of good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. One of them is a checklist on do you, are you grown up? Do you need a financial planner? 15 things you need to accomplish and check off your list before you hire a financial planner. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. It's Tony Mendez. If you get a loan, get it through Tony. He can shop products for you. He can figure it out for you. He can make it work for you. He gets loans done. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for putting up with me. Some simple things if I die today. Know that I didn't really care about you. <laughs> it's true. Um, get term life insurance and invest the rest. It was kind of funny about a week ago, two weeks ago, I was sitting there talking. Uh, this guy didn't really know what I do. And he's trying to t- t- sell me on whole life insurance and variable life insurance. 
And he knows every single statistic and data point to try to make it like, don't you care about your family? Don't you want them to be taken care of if something happens to you? He knows every single string to pull, but I know how to counter it. I'm like, my grandmother died in 92 and she had a house and a farm and an oil well. Did she need life insurance at 92? And he goes, well, that's, that's different. That's different because... I'm like, well, it's really not because I might live to 92 because now I have longevity in my family. And if I don't give you insurance commissions to buy whole life and variable life insurance and I'm just buying term life to protect my family for that term where I'm working, I could have an oil well. I could have a house. I could have a farm. So anyway, it was kind of embarrassing to say the least. So buy term life, invest the rest. That's what I do. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You got any bumper, sticker, bumper stickers like that? Buy term and invest the rest? Um, mortgage, like a manage your mortgage type of thing. You know, that was something that you manage your mortgage. (laughs) What? What's wrong with that? You get loads done. You're a good catchphrase guy. You know, that was the first thing that people tried to tell me to do in the business was to get that catchy email. Like I sell loans at yahoo.com or something like that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not following. Here's my name. I'll do my name. Um, or the website, you know, we sell loans.com. I, how about this one? Fantasy loans. I'll be whatever you want. I wanted Laser Shark. I don't know why. <laughs> laser Shark Loans? Lasershark.com. It was available at the time. Sharks with laser now, beams attached to the Don't loan sharks, aren't they, have a negative connotation? I guess I didn't think of that. Got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> something to think about. Uh, I didn't get it, though. I hear you. So what camp are you in right now? If, if you have a 25-year-old kid... Would you say rent for a couple of years before you buy, or we'd say buy, just get it done, take the leap, have someone else pay the mortgage in case you move and go to a different city. So if you had a young kid out of college, you're trying to get them to get in the house, or you're trying to say, go live your life and move around and figure out where you want to settle down before you get home. Or well, that's, a, that's a good question case. because, uh, you know, you, you have to know the millennials nowadays in order to answer that question. And what we're seeing from, you know, the younger crowd is they're waiting a little bit longer to buy. That's the first thing that we we recognize. They're also living at home a lot longer as opposed to going out and renting. I would say definitely rent first so you kind of get the idea of living on your own instead of going out right away and buying a house, unless you're married and you're starting to have kids. Uh, but then again, millennials aren't having kids as early as our generation did. And you know why? It's expensive. They're, Still, all, they're anemic. They sit on the couch all day. They don't go out. They don't get sun. Most of them have lost their muscular tissue. They've started to degenerate. I'm, they have no bones. <laughs> Their bones are weak. They can't copulate and make children. So, um, to answer your question, we, we see millennials are like flowers in the attic. You remember um, flowers in the attic? They're children up there. They're children. No, I don't. I remember that. Oh, it was horrible. It was, you watched a lot of horror f- films when dude, you were growing up. It's a book. It's a classic American literature. The kids have sex with each other and they make babies and. Um, it's kind of, kind of sexy in a bad kind of way, but it was a grandmother who was keeping the kids locked up upstairs and like, you didn't realize that that was happening at all. Those are the millennials today. Those are the millennials. They're flowers yeah. in the attic. Flowers in the attic. Not, not flowers for Algernon. You remember that one? Another classic no. American short story. So, but okay. 
Did you read? <laughs> I was busy. You were busy. I was busy. It's seventh grade. You're selling bubble gum. <laughs> hey, I'll let you finance this bubble gum because I'm Lone Shark. <laughs> laser Shark. I'm Tony the Laser Lone Shark. I get loans done. <laughs> you want two pieces of bubble gum? You give me, uh, oh, say, $2 on Monday. <laughs> it's only a dollar a day. I'm giving you it on Monday to scratch up the next dollar. It was always a burger the next day or something like that, or your ho- ho-hos. Ho-hos. Oh, hostess. Mm. So, those were bad for you, weren't they? Yeah, they kept it going through the day, though. Anyway, let's go back to you and mortgages. Um, what, what do we need to know? We're wrapping up here. Well, you were talking about, you know, the millennial, you know, what, what is, what do first time home buyers look like? Um, they're getting older. Um, they're getting married. Okay. Um, they're living at home longer before they buy a house. Uh, but the one thing that we are seeing is that more and more millennials are looking for uh, to buy a house. So that number still remains very high. So it's, and, and that's why the millennials are the largest buying group right now in the United States. It's fascinating. So a lot of, uh, you know, the technology that uh, lenders are coming out with is, is suited for the millennial. Um, the, the real estate side, it's suited towards the technology is suited for the millennials. People are buying houses sight unseen because there's such good technology out there uh, that you can find. And, and it, it could be simply just finding a neighborhood and then just waiting for that one house to pop up on your you know, on your notifications and there it is. Click a button. Your realtor writes a contract you sign it electronically and there you go. And then you visit the house for the inspection and make sure that it's not, you know, people still, are, people still doing inspections. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If it's not the seller giving you an inspection, you're doing an inspection. Have you ever seen anyone come to you and say, I need a home equity line of credit and I'm going to get major repairs done on my house. So it's tax deductible. And they go look at you and they go wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. I'm going to get a Tesla. Um, I, I have a, I can sniff stuff out. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it's pretty obvious what people are doing when they're doing it. You can their credit report speaks volume, and their habits, their the, the amount of money to save. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, the people that blow my mind are the people who are buying a million dollar house but they have zero savings. It's, but but there's products out there, believe it or not, for people like that. Um, with that said, uh, the the industry is changing for the millennials. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He gets loans done. You can find me at NewFocusFinancial.com or RobBlackShow.com. A lot of good downloadables that you can get for free at NewFocusFinancial.com. Take care. Good day. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.